Hello, everyone, and welcome to my podcast, Body Justice. I started this podcast because I believe that all bodies are good bodies. All bodies are deserving, worthy, and all bodies are whole, just as they are. In today's world, it's ever hard to embody this as our truth. My mission is to create a space to process body image, eating disorders, and relationships through a justice-oriented lens. I'm a licensed therapist in California and an eating disorder survivor myself. I know what it's like to be at war with myself and also to find peace again. Thank you for being here and I look forward to being your host. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Body Justice. Um, so today, this is going to be a little different than some of my other episodes. This is going to be a shorter episode. I want to provide you guys with some quick recovery skills um, that you can add to your recovery toolbox to kind of help you along the way. So I'm not interviewing anyone today. I'm just going to tell you some things that I often talk about with clients. So if you're listening and you're in recovery, this episode is for you. So I want to talk about some of the strong emotions that can come up in the recovery process. In fact, I feel like they are destined to come up um, because our eating disorders are such a numbing behavior. You know, they, they numb out our experiences, our feelings, um, our emotions. And for a lot of people, that's really protective, right? Like there's a lot of uncomfortable emotions we go through day to day. And if we weren't taught how to deal with those emotions growing up. It can feel scary to feel them. Also, um, you know, trauma survivors, it's very protective to kind of want to numb out from those feelings. It's scary memories and sensations. And so I first want to provide so much compassion for you for using the eating disorder to numb. Um, I fully believe that we're all doing the best we can, you know, until we learn other ways to cope that are not harming. Um, the eating disorder does provide a sense of protection in the short term. But that's the key, right? Because in the long run, the eating disorder makes things worse and it's more harmful to your mental and physical well-being. So I want to talk about this thing that happens that I see with almost every client I work with. You know, we start with helping the client normalize their relationship to foods, challenging some of the fear foods, working on body image stuff, you know, letting go of the eating disorder behaviors, learning tools to um, cope with binge triggers, with purging triggers, um, with restriction. And then we get to this place in our treatment um, where the client is doing great at the recovery skills. They are using them, not to say that like they feel great all the time, but they're getting better at using them and not acting on the eating disorder. And all of a sudden, this roller coaster of emotions seems to emerge. Um, and this is when the client comes to me and they're like, Allison, what is wrong with me? Like, I feel like I'm just up and down. I'm depressed. I'm anxious. I'm sad. I feel all this grief and I don't know what's happening. But then I also have days where I feel like joyful and determined. Um, and I always just, first of all, like kind of smile when the client comes to me with this because I see this as a big sign of recovery. Um, it's, and I tell my clients this, it's kind of like, when you're in the eating disorder, you're kind of like in this ice chest. You're numb. You can't really feel much. Um, this ice chest is kind of keeping you 
uh, protected from whatever is underlying the eating disorder. But when you take away the eating disorder behaviors, you start to defrost, that ice chest defrosts. Um, And then all of a sudden, these underlying emotions emerge. And that can mean like so many different feelings, right? But, and it can also mean trauma symptoms come out a little more. So um, I smile because it means that they are not using the eating disorder behaviors as much. So if you're feeling this right now out there, I want to let you know that this is actually a sign of recovery. And the next step is learning how to cope with emotions. Um, This is really, really hard. It's not like a comfortable process. I also just want to normalize that you know, and I kind of tell my clients this as well. It's like, well, welcome to being human. You know, you're no longer living this robotic um, life in this ice chest of protection. You're actually letting your true self emerge. And what comes with that is a whole box of emotions that everyone experiences. You're not alone in that. Feeling sadness, feeling grief, feeling anxiety or depression or fear. Those are all normal human experiences and there's room for all of them. Um, and the thing that I like to remind clients is that, you know, you can't selectively numb out emotions when you numb out sadness and pain, you're also numbing out joy and pleasure. So if you think back to your eating disorder days or, you know, times when you really latched onto the eating disorder, you can't tell me you were truly experiencing joy in those moments, right? Like you know, that was my experience and certainly most, most of my clients' experience is that when we numb out, we're numbing out everything. So life is not pleasurable anymore in the way that it once was. Um, laughing doesn't happen as often. Um, connection to others is definitely uh, reduced, right? Because emotions help us connect to others. They help us express ourselves. Um, so it's important to feel them and you're okay. You're, there's nothing wrong with you for having a bunch of emotions. It's just called being human. Um, I want to provide you guys with a bit of psychoeducation on how to cope with emotions and like what they even are. Um, because our emotions are all, you know, tools and messengers telling us, you know, there's some of our basic survival skills telling us, um, where we need to focus our attention. You know, if we're feeling grief, it means we're honoring something that is a loss. And that's not just death, that's also like a breakup or moving to a new city. Um, And we need to honor, we need to take the time to honor those emotions because um, they'll find their way in our psyche somehow. You know, whether it's keeping us up in the middle of the night because we haven't processed it, um, or it makes us so dysregulated when we just like let that emotion sit there and add up and add up without just kind of accepting its presence and learning how to mindfully kind of attend to it. So with that being said, let's talk about some basic, um, you know, perspective on emotions. So the thing I really like to use is from dialectical behavioral therapy. It's a modality of therapy that's super helpful for eating disorders um, and many other things. Um, But they have, if you Google this, healthy perspectives on emotions from DBT, there's a few basic tenets and I'm just going to go over them with you. So number one, emotions are neither good or bad, right or wrong. Feelings just are. They exist. It's as simple as that. It's not helpful to judge your emotions. 
Um, when we get up and trying to, when we get caught up in trying to judge our emotions, we actually prolong the unpleasant experience. Um, and so it's important to not judge yourself for having the emotion, just accept it and tell yourself, okay, this is normal. Um, and use a self-soothing coping skill to kind of help you through it. Maybe wrap up in a, your favorite blanket or light your favorite candle, um, but honor it. Know that it's okay. Breathe into it and also know that it will pass. A lot of research shows that um, intense emotions last on average 90 seconds. 90 seconds. That is not very long, you guys. So if we can just learn to sit with that emotion, let ourselves feel it, cry it out, it's going to pass like a wave. It kind of peaks and then crashes. The only you know way it gets prolonged is when we try to distract, to numb out, um, to cast judgment on it. Um, so there's a difference between having an emotion and doing something or acting on the emotion. You don't need to always act on the emotion. Of course, there's times where maybe you're angry and you need to set a boundary and that's perfectly okay. Um, but a lot of times we can just feel the emotion and let it move through us. Because um, like I said, they last on average 90 seconds. And so that's the other part of DBT's healthy perspectives on emotions is that emotions don't last forever. No matter what you're feeling, eventually it will lift and another emotion will take its place. One of my favorite things that my partner, um, that I think was one of the moments where I was like, wow, I love this person. Um, early on in our relationship, I was going through a hard time and I kind of told him, you know, I'm not feeling well. Um, I was going through a lot of sadness and grief and he, his response was so validating and he reminded me that emotions are fickle. You know, they're not going to last forever. Like let yourself feel it and it will pass. And I don't know why, but you know, no one ever told me that growing up. And so I think I was always just in this cycle of blaming my, you know, blaming and shaming myself for having emotions. Um, so when my partner told me this years ago, it just, it's something that has sat with me and it's reflected in a DBT skill as well. So that's pretty awesome. Um, the other tenet of TBT's healthy perspective of emotions is that when a strong emotion comes, you do not have to act on your feeling. All you need to do is recognize the emotion and feel it. A lot of times, you know, when I'm feeling a difficult emotion, I'll just let myself cry. I'll listen to music that kind of helps me feel the emotion more and let myself cry or I'll journal about it, but just letting yourself feel it, give yourself that space. Um, also knowing that emotions are not facts. Um, when emotions are super powerful, they can feel like truth. And yes, it's true that emotions can be messengers, um, but sometimes, you know, we can't take them at face value either. Um, and we don't always need to find a deeper meaning. Sometimes it's something old in our ancestral lineage that is still sitting with us somewhere in our psyches. You know, there's lots of studies on epigenetics and how these things get passed through generations. Um, and then, of course, there's things like uh, mental health issues that will intensify certain emotions like depression and going through an eating disorder recovery, um, trauma. And this can make us feel all sorts of ways, um, but we don't need to try to figure out, you know, or we don't need to believe that they're facts. We just need to honor them and sit with them. 
Um, the other thing is you cannot get rid of emotions because they serve important survival functions, like I said. So be willing to radically accept your emotions as they arise. That is the last tenet of DBT's, you know, psychoed on emotions. It's super important because you cannot get rid of emotions forever. You know, you can numb them out with the eating disorder. You can numb them out with addiction. You can distract yourself for them from some time, but eventually they will come up. Um, and so it's better to kind of do this like daily work with our emotions, honoring however we feel that day versus letting it add up and then just kind of having it come out with full force later. Um, so those are some of the you know, psychoed pieces on emotions. And I also want to leave you guys with some coping tools, um, you know, so what you can do while you're feeling them. Because, you know, I hear a lot of therapists say, you know, you just need to sit with it. And I think as well-intentioned as that is, you know, people need some practical steps on how to sit with that. Like, what does that look like, you know? Um, and so, Number one, mindful awareness comes into play here. So just saying, all right, I'm having the feeling of grief today. I'm feeling depressed today. Honor it, you know, so that you're not suppressing it. And then letting go of that resistance, that urge to push it away. This, you know, like I said, only increases the intensity. So becoming mindfully aware, just saying it to yourself. It also helps you detach from it a bit. Just like, you know, when we detach from thoughts, we say, you know, I'm having the thought that I'm a failure. Okay, well, that separates you from being a failure. It's just you're having that thought and that doesn't make it a fact. And that's the same thing with emotions here. So I'm having the thought that, um, or I'm sorry, I'm having the feeling that I'm sad right now. Okay, that doesn't mean you're this sad person forever and ever for the rest of your life, right? Like depression or anxiety might catastrophize us that way, but that just means, yeah, I'm feeling sad right now. Um, and then this is where using some coping skills like self-soothing, like I said earlier, you know, finding ways to kind of comfort yourself through the emotion. Some of my favorites are like wrapping up in a cocoon of my favorite blankets, putting on candles watching like a favorite comforting TV show um, while I'm moving through the emotion, depending on how I'm, you know, feeling it that day. But other ones, um, my other favorites are leaning on social supports. So calling a friend, telling them how you feel, someone that you can trust to give you, um, you know, supportive feedback and connection. Um, this could also be where you reach on your treatment team for support. So your therapist, your dietitian, a coach, um, someone that you can trust to just kind of hold space for you. Because a lot of times we don't need someone to fix our emotions. You know, there's nothing wrong with the emotion itself. It's just how can I feel safe while I move through it? Um, and if no one's available, you know, there's things like self-compassion, using some techniques from, from them, from self-compassion is super helpful. So treating yourself like you would treat a friend when they're sad, you know, you wouldn't beat your friend up for being sad. You wouldn't tell her or him or them to just get over it, right? You would probably just be comforting, be a listening ear, um, validate their experience, give them a hug. Um, and that's exactly what you need to do for yourself here is remember that you're human. You're going to have emotions. All emotions are welcome. There's no good or bad. 
and your job is just to kind of comfort yourself through it. Um, another one I really like is journaling. Um, this doesn't always work if it's like in the midst of a really intense emotion, but afterwards, after that like 90 second wave of the emotion passes, this is where you can use a skill to kind of process your emotion. So journaling about it, you know, figuring out what triggered it and how you coped and all of that. And that's another, another way to kind of tap into that self-compassion and mindfulness. Um, you know, and then the other thing is distraction. Um, you know, distraction kind of gets a bad rep. Um, and I'm, distraction doesn't mean numbing or avoiding. Sometimes, though, our emotions can get so intense um, that we might need to distract a little bit first until it comes down, until that wave has passed the peak and it's kind of coming down a bit, then it might be safer to actually feel it. This one is especially helpful for trauma survivors. Sometimes the triggers can get so intense and we might need to distract a little bit first before we let ourselves feel it or before we let ourselves process it. So distraction coping skills can be things like watching TV shows, um, playing, I have a client that likes to play games on her phone, um, something like that, uh, doing a puzzle, you know, calling a friend and talking about something else for a little bit, um, but just something to help decrease the intensity of the emotion with the, the goal and understanding that the idea is to come back to it. So that's my little tidbit on tools for coping with some of the strong emotions in recovery. I hope that really helps you guys. Um, if there's one message I want to get across with this, it's just that, no, you're human. It's okay to feel what you're feeling. There are no bad feelings and nothing is wrong with you. You deserve to give yourself some love and compassion as you move through these hard emotions that will come up in recovery. I felt so much grief in my recovery process. I felt so much fear and sadness and isolation. And it's okay to feel that. And you will get past it and no emotion lasts forever. Thank you guys so much. I hope you have a great rest of your day.